0: Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the uh, program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. I'm Tim Wildman with uh, Ray Pritchard. Ray and I are co-hosting the program today. Fred's out, head's out. <clears throat> Steve Jordal is now with us. I am here. How you doing, Brother Steve? I'm well. I'm well. All right. What's uh what's in your stack of stuff there we um, need to talk about?
0: We had a listener call. Mrs. Lewis called us in the newsroom and she asked if we wouldn't you know I noted what I'm about to talk about a day or two ago and it had gone off my radar. But Marcus Lamb, who is the was the founder of the Daystar television network, has mm-hmm. passed away. He was sixty-four years old. It appears there's no official word, but it appears he uh, died from the COVID virus. Uh, he spoke out often against forced or any vaccination, so it's unlikely that he was vaccinated. But he has passed away, and there's a lot of our listeners. I know that kind of Daystar TV Daystar TV is, is a pretty good uh, popular place. So yeah. I wanted to mention that um, right off the top, and thank you, Mrs. Lewis, mm-hmm. for getting in touch with us and reminding me about that.
1: I didn't know him personally but have did uh, you but, uh, you knew who it was though. yes yes uh-huh they yeah. start day star tv yeah they're very well known yeah um absolutely well it's sad to hear yeah that uh he passed away you said of covid complications
0: yeah he had diabetes so there was uh comorbidities that were involved yeah uh but yeah he most um,
1: most, most all deaths um i i i don't i i've not heard for Ray and Steve, of people dying of COVID alone, you know what? Very I'm talk- few,
2: very few cases. It seems yeah. like, it seems like most people have a blood pressure problem, diabetes. They right. could have a, you know, uh, they could have any number. Let's just say right. any number of other things. Obesity. That, yes, obesity. I, that when they get COVID, it just becomes a snowball rolling down the hill, right. and then suddenly. They're gone. Let me just say, I did meet Marcus lamb years ago. I was on the Daystar network for one of my books. Good people, good people. Um, I can think of his wife's name, but I uh, I, I met them both people of faith to, if you're going to start a TV network, you better have faith, you know, and perseverance to stick to it. And I was very impressed when I met them. And, uh, I'm glad we're noting his passing. He built a he and his wife together by faith built a great, a great network that Johnny broadcasts Lamb. now all yeah. over the world.
0: Her name is Johnny Johnny Lamb. That's right, right. So,
1: well, it's sad to hear. Yeah, uh, of course we know <clears throat> that brother went to heaven. Died. And yeah, he, he, he we're temporarily
0: separated from him.
1: Right, but sad sad yeah, that he is. passed away at at that age. Um, all right. <laughs>
0: All right, um, Tim or Ray, have you guys been noticing empty shelves at your local either grocery store or wherever you're shopping? It it seems to be around a lot. You've seen it, right, Tim? Yes, uh uh-huh. I don't don't
1: go in much. I usually sit in the car and wait on Allison. Well, there you go. But She's seen it. She's told you about it, I'm sure. That's a service hunting to itself. There you go. (laughs) Um, Something like that.
0: uh, (laughs) Well, um, unfortunately, you guys are wrong. It doesn't exist. So you're making it up.
2: We're not even – our eyes are deceiving
0: us. Your eyes are deceiving you, and I want to. This is uh, you're
1: saying that, that all the stuff missing from the shelves in many of the stores in our country, that's a, that's a
0: mirage. Well, no, it's because people are it, it's have gone viral. Basically, uh, milk has gone viral, and because uh, the president, I'm going to play this. He's going to reference. He says it's like remember in the 90s when you had the cabbage. Is this from doll? yesterday. I believe it is, And he's
1: being asked about the supply chain crisis, and this is his answer?
0: This is his answer to the empty shelves. Okay, let's Let's, hear it. Listen to cut nine.
1: Can't promise
0: that every person will get
1: every gift they want on time. Only Santa Claus can keep that promise. But there are items every year that sell out that are hard to find. Some of you moms and dads may remember Cabbage Patch Kids back in the 80s or Beanie Babies in the 90s or other toys that have run out at Christmas time in past years when there was no supply chain problem. If you watch the news recently, you might think the shelves in all our stores are empty across the country, that uh, parents won't be able to get presents for their children on holidays this holiday season. But here's the deal.
0: For the vast majority of the country, that's not what's happening. I guess we're just fortunate or unfortunate to live in that small minority of the country where this is happening because the vast majority. Well, I don't, I, I
1: just know what people tell me, Ray, And what right. people see, uh, it's not, I don't think we're in crisis mode for our survival, but I mean, it does, it, but we are seeing a lot of things happen as a result of the supply chain, uh, problems.
2: You know, I, as I've traveled around the country and talked to people, like in Oregon last week, what what you find, everybody says the same thing. No, you can get most of what you want just by going into the, going into the stores. But you see, it, it's, it's unpredictable. You'll walk into a supermarket and then there'll be one aisle that's completely stocked. Right. You'll go to the next aisle and half of it is empty. Okay. Then go to the next one. It's full. So it's not as if you're going into a grocery store and it's like, you know, Soviet Russia. Right. Bef- Back in the day, when they had two things on the shelf for the holsters, not like that, but there clearly are shortages in this, uh, shortages caused by supply chain problems, and that's happening everywhere I think
0: i don 't know whether or not you can lay any of the supply chain stuff at the uh, woke culture, um, you know the, the, how, how the it 's not getting to the shelves, but if you want a preview of what this country might look like as a socialist nation, you 're getting it, I believe. I mean, that's Ray, you're exactly right. When you went to uh, Russia or these other countries, you go in. I always hear, I love hearing the- Well,
1: no new automobiles? You can't find any new automobiles. Yeah. I mean, that's like Cuba.
0: Right. right, right.
1: I mean, that's weird. And how long has it been now? The supply chain thing? Well, months? I mean, with cars, it's been like oh. four or five months, isn't it, yeah. Right.
2: Right, right. And they're evidently, what is the semiconductors? There's a There's mm-hmm. a tremendous shortage in the average car- I just read this the other day, it has over a thousand of these semiconductors in it, you know, and uh, that's right there. I've reached the end of my knowledge with that one <laughs> sentence is the very end of it. But that's evidently a big part of the problem. So my wife took our car into the Hyundai place to get it serviced. And she said, you know, in the showroom, which is usually packed with brand new cars, they're two or three. That's all they had. I think that's happening a lot of
1: times. I-, I had to order one. Really, yeah. Uh, I, the, the trading vans. The van has a hundred thousand miles on, it or so. Going to get a, another one, the new one. Not 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 a van, but a uh, uh, SUV. Yeah. And so the uh, guy says, "Well, you know, we don't have. They, they get like two or three a week cars. Period. This is a big dealership in yeah. Northeast Mississippi. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for our for our size community." And uh, so uh, I ordered one like a month ago. He says, "Well, it's on the. It'll, it'll be in production in six weeks or so." So I'm <laughs> like, "Huh?" And that's just me. And that's just one. So uh, people, th- I don't know. Uh, this is nationwide. Obviously, it's in Kansas, right, where you live, and in Missouri. And, uh, maybe it is nationwide. I'm talking about uh, being. Well, I, it would have to be, wouldn't it? It yeah. It have to be.
0: I think it is. I think Joe Biden is smoking something. I I don't want to sound conspiracy. Why you think he's smoking something? Well, because he's saying that for that might major- be helpful, <laughs> right? Saying for the majority of people this yeah, there's no supply chain issues. Huh? But um, again, I don't I, want to be- I
1: apologize for saying that. I, sh- I probably shouldn't have said that. You're forgiven. That it would be helpful. Huh?
0: <laughs> I don't know, huh? um, but right, uh, right. Uh, do you uh, take responsibility uh, for what
1: I just said? <laughs> Yes, of course. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass. Happy. I'll pass the buck right, on to you.
2: It on to me. Look, Joe Biden reads what he's given, right? I mean, he just—he tries. He, he tries, right? Yeah,
1: he gives it his best shot, but sometimes it, even that—it's doesn't it's not like
2: he's look. out there investigating the supply chain. He's not.
1: No, I, you know, it's not all his fault. Uh, but it's not all Biden's fault. The supply chain. Well, uh, but 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 this when you sign up to be president, man, the buck stops man. at your office, and you got to have a solution to. To national crisis problems, and this is a national crisis problems, and all he can say is, "It's uh, I didn't. Uh, it's not my fault." And, and deal. Basically, he's saying, "Deal with it. Get over it." That's what he, That's his answer, right? So far,
0: yeah. Go ahead. I don't want to be conspiratorial too much, but uh, China holds a lot of the keys. They, a lot of the stuff is made in China, and they have the ability to kind of stop the supply chain to us if they want. I'm not saying that's what's happening. But I'm saying, and China's being very aggressive. They, if they why would decided, they do that? Well, an uh, uh, America in chaos, an America that is is uh, in turmoil, is to their benefit. Why our dollar goes uh, suspect, and the their currency is I respectfully and,
1: disagree with the gentleman from northern Northern California. <laughs> okay. Can I rise to speak?
0: Uh, I, I I yield my I my time.
1: I don't I don't buy that. Steve you don't without, think China could without due respect you don't think China could
0: put a hurt on our supply chain
1: oh uh, yeah, they could, but why would they want to they're making a killing off of american uh, Americans buying their stuff why do they want to stop that well, this is something I don't know yeah, m- I, uh,
0: maybe I'll make a call to like someone like Bob McGinnis Bob McGuinness this afternoon well, yeah, to, or you can call me I'll call you right <laughs>
1: you uh, I mean why am I not just a, well, I don't have a valid opinion like Bob you do. Okay, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, I don't I, I don't uh, I don't believe is communist China worldview at odds with the freedom of the United States and our concept of human rights. Absolutely, that's clearly a worldview clash. Ray knows about that better than anybody. He's traveled in China quite a bit even been surveilled, mm-hmm. right? Yes,
2: absolutely. Well, if you go to China, you are being followed and you're okay. being watched, just by definition.
1: Okay, there you go, especially as a Christian
2: Right, ministry.
1: 100%. So so that that's unquestionable, so I don't mean to sound like I don't understand mm-hmm. totalitarianism, uh, and, and, but what I'm saying is America and China economically are joined at the hip. Yeah. True. And – and that's the and uh, i don't think that they would intentionally try to break up our supply chain uh which could hurt them financially
0: they gave us a virus <laughs>
1: I, I, I got a comeback for you, Steve, but I just hadn't thought about it. Okay. And uh, um, I, I want to be real to clear me.
0: what I'm saying. I'm not saying that China is involved or responsible for any, necessarily, of the supply chain issues. I only say that they have the they ability could they, to. Oh, yeah. And they, they are a rising nation who's very militaristic. They're no, being threatening all over the uh, China Sea. You the, are
1: correct. China has the ability to hold us hostage. Mm-hmm. All they do tomorrow is say, oh, you like your medicine? America for your all your illnesses. Uh, all right, then uh, we're gonna shut down the ingredients you need to make your medicine for whatever it is, or your
0: computer chips.
1: We learned that during the pand- when the pandemic first started, didn't we, Ray? Right. right. About how I had no idea. I don't think anybody in America knew an idea how much. Uh, I'm not, I'm not talking about a luxury of life. I'm not talking about tennis shoes or something. I'm talking about medications that keep Americans alive and in these, I guess the raw materials or that, what do you call them? I call them ingredients needed sure. to make the medicine. Right. That uh, China, we get from China and they could stop that if they wanted to go ahead.
0: Uh, next no, topic? Go,
1: no, go ahead for Ray.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. And go then, Ray and um, then you.
2: Okay. It seems to me a big part of this guys is if you decide as a world, You're going to shut down your world. You're going to shut down the planet. You're going to put the whole planet on lockdown. You're going to bring everything to a screeching halt, which is what we decided to do, quote, 20 months ago. okay. One of the inevitable consequences of that is you are going to disrupt the supply chains, not just of the U.S., but of China and every other country in the world. And we have not
1: recovered from that in the least. But well, that's no, not good. I mean, that's a good point. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. What do you got next? Steve? All
0: right. Um, I want to talk about uh, the, um, the Congress, Congressman Byron D- Donalds from Florida had an interesting exchange uh, with the uh, small business administrator. Her name is uh, Isabella Casillas Guzman. And this was at she, a House she, what's hearing.
1: Her, what's her role again? She, she is, is
0: the uh, SBA administrator. She administrates the Small Business Association.
1: Is that a federal government agency?
0: It is. I believe it's the one that kind of helps okay, out so is this a Biden businesses. appointee then? It is. Okay. And one that was opposed.
1: So this is a Republican congressman from Florida. Yep. Q&A with her?
0: Uh, yes. Okay. And what they're talking about here is the shortage of workers, so, you know, small businesses, like um, even large businesses, are having trouble finding people to come and work. And Congressman uh, Donalds is saying, well, you know, if the government is giving them a handout, they're less likely to work. He's asking the small business administrator about that. I want you to hear this exchange. Cut eight.
1: Workers who want to work, who want to have the protections uh, that, uh, in place and the, the care uh, for their elders or for their children, Luzman, that's affordable. The President of
3: the United States has never worked a day in his life outside of Washington, D.C. You've done more than he has. Come on now. You are a small business owner. If the federal government was providing outside spending that competed directly with your ability to pay people to come to work, do you think it will make it harder for you as a small business owner, which you were? Not an administrator now in the administration. Would it make it easier or harder for you to keep people under your employ?
1: Uh, again, these investments in Build Back Better will strengthen our and I w- workforce. W- if, and if you are, excuse
3: me, apologies. the quorum is important in this committee. And Madam Chair, I was just referring to the President. To the President of the United States is part of that. Madam Chair, the President of the United States has never worked in our economy. Those are facts. That's not about decorum. That's the truth of the matter. He has never worked a day in our economy. He's always worked in Washington, D.C. To point out that fact and, and to illustrate the fact that we're talking about major economic policies that do impact the 31 million, million small business owners in our country is not about decorum. I didn't trash the man. I'm saying speaking facts. House expired. There you go. That was the chairman of the committee.
0: Interesting exchange, I thought
1: uh Evidently, the congressman hadn't heard that Biden drove an eighteen wheeler. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's
0: true. Someone needs to remind him about that. That's-
1: uh,
2: what? Yeah, the, the the years he spent on the offshore oil rigs. I mean, that gets people just yeah. People just that, that was after his house over. burned
1: down. I know. I don't know. We've just mentioned three.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll send three. Out- I'll
1: just put it. I'll put it kindly here. Three whoppers. Three of the latest whoppers that Biden tells uh, tells tells he just he just gotten where he just <laughs> he just pulls stories out of the air and and goes with it and uh, expects Ginsaki to help bar- clean up his mess clean up his fantasy land. Uh, he said he went to that synagogue in Pittsburgh after the shooting. When was that? Three years ago or yeah. two years ago? No. Well, no. That would have been back when he was vice president i think remember that the synagogue shooting in pittsburgh yeah said he went there yeah. after that the rabbi says he he never came here and and there was no there's no logs for him going as vice president to the synagogue i'm just saying this is a we know this this is a repeated pattern with biden really over his career where he just um just make stuff up, man. Or, or, or uh, at, at best, uh,
0: exaggerates. He wouldn't be the first politician to do that. Hillary Clinton was famous for that as well. Oh
1: no, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Hey, Republicans, right? Democrats, that's, that's
2: that's pretty evenly I spread agree. across the political spectrum. But there.
1: That's when you have to hold them accountable to to the facts and the truth. I'm just saying that Biden has made it an art form. That's what I'm saying. Uh, i'm talking about whoppers yeah okay and and and, and looking at your straight face he said his house burned down i think he was the other day he said <laughs> uh how important a bridge was to build back better because he knows how it is he knows how it feels to have his house your house burned down because it happened to him as it turns out it was a kitchen, a kitchen fire, fire caused by lightning that they put out in half an hour and his house didn't burn to the ground like he said it did anyway that's a little small thing on one day, but I'm just saying that's how he operates. He just makes stuff up some a lot of times and expects people to believe it. And I
0: don't know how he can not imagine that anything he says would be fact-checked by somebody.
1: Uh, Peter Doocy.
0: Right. Right.
1: That's it. Peter Doocy. If it wasn't for Peter Doocy, there would I mean, be no, no hard need. hard
2: questions at all. No.
1: Well, there'd be no need for press conferences.
0: True.
1: <laughs> uh, just say uh, – but this is NBC reporting. We stand with Biden. Back right. to you.
0: We have gotten our talking points from the White House. From and the White House. Yes, right.
1: you no know need to talk to Jen Psaki today, says CBS <laughs> News, because whatever she says, we agree with it. Back to you, Dan. And Dan says, I've been retired for 25 years. I don't know why you're asking <laughs> for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dan Rather people, yes. for those who remember.
1: Go ahead, Steve, you got six minutes. okay,
0: Ray, I want to throw some theology at you and, hey, and uh, hey. Tim I wa- This is a Pew Research Center study It was conducted, conducted in September. It found a lot it asked a lot of questions about uh, lo- uh, worldview kind of things, but this is what caught my eye. They found out that thirty nine percent of all American adults <laughs> believe people who do not believe in God can still go to heaven. Um, Now, 68% of Catholics say they believe that, 56% of mainline Protestant Christians also believe that you don't have to believe in God to get to heaven, and this stunned me. 21% of evangelicals believe that uh, people who do not believe in God can still get to heaven.
1: Now, so you're not talking about, this isn't a survey of atheists.
0: No, this is a general survey of Americans, Pew Research Center, just
1: and they believe, you're saying that, uh, give me the people that were interviewed again, that surveyed again. This is Pew, you say?
0: Pew Research. and They're very very,
1: very, very reputable uh, are. surveying. So, okay.
0: Among the findings of this, okay. they said, while 39% of all American adults in general believe people who do not believe in God can still go to heaven, 68% of Catholics, 56% of mainline Protestant churches, and 21% of evangelicals. Mm-hmm. agree with the statement you people you do not have to believe in god to get to heaven well then they don't read their bible i just think 21 percent. that's a high number for right? evangelicals right? for so-called evangelicals right I and mean, I, mean, I believe they are uh self-described all of these are self-described uh they're not qualified like barnum might do
2: but why should we be surprised we have been saying for years that there is a dearth of biblical knowledge, even inside our good, what we call our good conservative Bible-believing churches. But the truth of the matter is, you can come to a great gospel-preaching, Bible-teaching church, and you can sit and listen, even give money. If it, if you don't ever do anything about what you hear, if you don't embrace it in your heart, if you don't make it a part of your life, and you know what, Steve? You're going to end up in that 21%. Yeah. You're going to be an evangelical in name only. And let's be honest too. One other thing, guys, it's not too popular today to suppose that there is a place called hell. In fact, that's a rather unpopular belief. And it really is an awful thought. And I agree. It is an awesome thought to think that there are people on earth who will not, not only not go to heaven, but they will end up in eternal torment forever yeah. and ever and ever. I understand that. I, I get that. Finally, it does come down to what Tim said. Either we believe what God has said in His Word, or we don't. And once you move away from the Word of God, well, anything goes. Then, uh, at that point, you might as well say you don't have to believe in God. You can be an atheist. You can be a complete unbeliever, and we're all going to go to heaven in the end anyway. And that is a popular view today. That God, God is the God is the kind grandfather that's going to say, "Oh, come on, you you rascals, come on in." But that's not the way it is. Jesus said, "I am the way." the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Without Jesus, there is no hope of heaven at all. That's why he came. That's why we talk about Christmas. He came to be the Savior uh, of the world, which means you come to Christ, you believe in him and trust him, your sins are forgiven. And you can go to sleep tonight knowing you're going to go to heaven when you die.
0: I think I'm understanding why people in the Philippines are asking Ray to come and talk to them.
1: Amen. (laughs) Hey, Ray, what is your your ministry website if people want to read more about what you just talked about?
2: Just surf on over to KeepBelieving.com. KeepBelieving.com. Love to have our AFR friends come and check us out. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Tim.
1: Steve, appreciate your contributions. My privilege. And uh, we want to thank Chris and adam adam run the control uh, board for us today rob debbie i've forgotten the i
0: just want to
1: thank the academy everybody huh
0: i think we got everybody okay
1: uh we'll see you back here tomorrow with uh, uh, tomorrow's trivia friday uh, jj and ed will be in the house we'll see you back here then